and welcome to the IR Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kelly. And on this episode, we'll be speaking with Betsy Mitchell and Jim Clayton, two members of the Illinois Realtors' State House Lobbying Team. Betsy Mitchell is a Senior Advisor of Governmental Affairs, and Jim Clayton is Illinois Realtors' Manager of State Government Affairs. They, along with Senior Vice President of Governmental Affairs, Greg St. Aubin, advocated on behalf of Illinois Realtors on a number of critical issues during the 2021 Spring Legislative Session. Betsy and Jim, thank you for coming. Welcome to IR Weekly. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Very happy to be here. Yeah, so this is going to be great because we are giving our loyal podcast listeners here a very special treat today because we've got a sneak preview of the new legislative scorecard that we will be releasing in full at the upcoming fall business meetings. Uh, Now, this scorecard is invaluable to our members, um, but just in case there's somebody new listening that's never even heard of the legislative scorecard, before. Uh, Will both of you just give us a quick little bit of information about what the scorecard actually is? Of course. Um, The scorecard is a comprehensive review of all the noteworthy or critical issues we face during session. Um, We'll have four or five critical battles that we face that take up majority of our time that we'll highlight in them. But we also want our members to have an insight into all the issues we're tracking, whether we're supporting them or trying to oppose them. We want to give them an insight to not only the legislative world, but what we did, how we tracked the bills, and, of course, the outcome. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's get to the good stuff. Betsy or Jim, um, give us a sneak peek of what we need to know from the latest legislative scorecard. Okay. Well, I think I'll do the easy ones. And, and Betsy can do the difficult there ones. There you go. I, I, that's, I think that's a good <laughs> setup. Yeah, that's a good you, setup. Yeah. And I wouldn't call them easy. Um, the first one we really wanted to highlight was the Amibus housing package um, for affordable housing. And we started uh, back in 2020, we wanted to be more proactive. Instead of reacting to all these different types of legislation that have to deal with housing, especially affordable housing, and trying to make them better uh, from a bad idea to a decent idea, what we wanted to do was be proactive and get our ideas out there first. Um, So what started as about, I would say, Betsy, correct me wrong, six different affordable housing initiatives of bills. At um, least, At least. um, From different, various different legislators sponsoring them, it turned into the ominous package and the affordable housing package overall. And what we saw was to address the housing needs for everyone in Illinois, especially affordable housing, because right now we have a woefully low inventory, especially in rental housing. So we wanted to address that, especially coming off of a pandemic, but we were, we were doing this and making steps and coming up with these initiatives prior to COVID. So the fact that COVID hit um, and housing was hit the way it was, it was actually very not only beneficial for the housing needs of everyone in Illinois, but also an opportunity for us to say, okay, here's what we can do and let's try to get this stuff done. So the big main components of the Omnibus housing package that our members should know is the new affordable housing package provides a significant reduction in assessed value for tax purposes of newly constructed or improved affordable housing. So it incentivizes more development. And that's what we want. We wanted that that innovation and those ideas to not only provide developers a way to almost recoup some money from developing, but also we want to incentivize them to actually do more development. Because as we know right now, you could put a, a for sale ho- a sign in your yard in 12 hours your house is Yeah, sold. you're gone. The house yeah. is gone. Like, <laughs> you we, you we, put it in the ground and it's sold. <laughs> right. So we don't need a housing boom. We need a building boom. 
And I think this package provides that not only in reducing the assessed value of new construction, but also we um, created a COVID-19 affordable housing grant program to provide that gap financing for, for projects receiving federal low income housing tax credits, which is something that we've always supported is that, that, that program and that initiative. We also extend the Illinois affordable housing tax credit, so which that state donation tax credit, and now we extended that to 2026. Um, and then we really provided a, a greater accountability and flexibility in the Affordable Housing Planning Appeals Act to promote the development, once again, to promote more development, get that development boom. Um, and that's the goal, end goal of everything, is not just address the single-family resident needs or commercial needs, but really the rental housing needs and all Illinois housing needs by creating incentives to build. And that's what we need is a building boom. So that was one of our biggest issues that we helped pass. Um, the second issue that we helped pass that probably took a little bit longer than it should have, to be <laughs> honest with you, is the COVID-19 emergency housing assistance. Um, we worked closely with legislator De Delia Ramirez. Um, she was the sponsor of this. And we started back in May of 2020 wow. um, during that special session. And we were trying to get financial relief to property owners, housing providers, uh, and landlords as quickly as possible. The problem was... You know, sometimes you see an opportunity, never waste a good opportunity, you know, or a good crisis. They, uh, there was legislators saw that opportunity to get other agenda items they wanted for years in there. Um, and some of the things that we had to get removed prior to getting this financial relief was extending the eviction moratorium all the way till October of 2022. Um, that was an original bill. And then the permanent sealing of eviction records was also in that bill. Um, and then there was limiting the opportunity for that property owner, that property manager, that landlord to recoup that financial assistance. So what we did is we came through with that emergency housing assistance, and it, it includes a statutory enactment of the emergency housing assistance program that was established by Governor Pritzker. And that will continue to distribute millions of COVID relief dollars earmarked for immediate financial assistance to landlords and, and tenants who have not paid rent to COVID hardships. So what turned from maybe a longer process, we were able to, through that enactment and through Governor Prisker, get that streamline of those financial assistance. So those are two huge um, critical battles we had that not only we were supportive of, but we helped draft, and we're very proud that both passed. Absolutely. Well, you're right. Like, there's a streamlining government process. It always seems like a very good idea, doesn't it? Um, but, Betsy, I believe you have uh, some other uh, highlights of the scorecard here. Well, I do. I also want to just real quickly set up what session was like. It was a very different session, of course, not only due to COVID, but because we had a new Speaker of the House in more than 30 years and the first African-American Speaker of the House. So um, also would like to just point out that within hours of him becoming the the Speaker of the House, he was on the phone with Greg St. Aubin saying yes, that he would come to our um, advocacy month uh, and participate in that. So that that was really a, a big deal. Uh, you know, many of us have known Speaker Welch uh, long before he was a speaker. And so it, it was all very exciting for all of us uh, to, to see that. Also, we saw the uh, a record number of bills being introduced because um, the floodgates were allowed to be opened. Uh, everyone had an idea about what kind of legislation that they would want to have. So we saw over 7,000 pieces of legislation introduced, which is the most ever. We were able to whittle that down to, oh, like 350 bill bills or so uh, with that just had a direct impact on the real estate industry. So those were the ones that we really did uh, focus on. And then out of those are, are these four major pieces of uh, legislation that Jimmy and I are, are talking about. The two, yes, we were able to work 
um, in conjunction with uh, a lot of the progressive legislators to pass those two pieces of historic uh, pieces of legislation, which was very important because when we come in and oppose, 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 they always just say, you know, we're the we're the group of no, and we, we are not because uh, this organization has many ideas, many plans, and, um, you know, many resources to, to make things happen. So it was very important to, to pass those two, um, especially when we go in to fight rent control, which was uh, the third of our four uh, top issues here. And uh, we have been fighting it for many years. Prior to me coming to the realtors, I have been involved with rent, the rent control issue. So I, it was not new to me as I, I just joined here in December. And um, so it's it's been around a long time. But it this year it made progress um, because there were, for a number of reasons, there were many more progressives who want this. You had the sponsor of the of the bill, uh, House Bill 116, um, um, Gazzardi from Logan Square. Excuse me, uh, Representative Gazzardi. I know you well. <laughs> anyway, uh, you had uh, he was made chair of a brand new committee that was formed called the House Housing Committee. The Housing Committee. So that it was designed and. The the um, composite of this committee was all legislators who would support this this bill. So it was no surprise to us that this bill did make it out of committee, which was the first time in many years. Usually, we don't even get it out of sub. It, it's not a, out of subcommittee. So this year, it did fly out of the the full committee and made it to the full house for consideration. But the good thing about rent control so far, there's a number of legislators once they all got together, who do not want it. And so they also kind of lobbied, please don't call this bill. We, we just really don't want this bill called. But it, it took a lot more than just other legislators. It took every, everything we had to make sure that this stayed in the House and it didn't just keep growing and growing because bills over there are like snowballs. They Once they start going through the process, they get bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. And so we were able to, you know, through our GAD program, our SLCs, uh, very important um, key realtors, contacting key legislators. It, it really did take everyone. And also working with a coalition of other organizations who oppose this, like, you know, the, the bankers and the um, uh, landlords and, and all the different groups. It, it did. With all that said, it is not over yet. Um, I fully expect the bill to be either reintroduced or pop back up. Uh, it can do a number of things. We're still in the same general assembly period. So any of those things can pop back up. We're always watching it um, and, and just, you know, being out there. One of the main things you can say to a legislator when you're talking to your legislators about this is, hey, Let's focus on what's important right now. Rent control is not what is important. What's important is getting more affordable housing, more housing in every category possible. Let's not divert the 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 uh, you know from the main topic and the main need of this state. So that's that's what we're you know after. I know 
a lot of people are really tired of hearing about rent control. <laughs> As are we. <laughs> including <laughs> us, including us. Yes, exactly. Um, but um, because, you know, it's, it is a hard one to, to battle. And, um, you know, the sponsor of the bill is very passionate about it. And his, uh, he's from Logan Square. His constituents are very passionate about this issue. They um, protest all the time. Uh, you may see that in Chicago. Um, and um, so, you know, we're just constantly, constantly battling that. Along with that bill, another bill that's been around for quite a while, and we always have been uh, successful in kind of keeping it tucked away, is source of income, a mandate for source of income, to consider source of income when you are considering a landlord, or a tenant, excuse me, when landlords are considering their tenants. So, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful program. It was created by the, the federal government. It's a, a, a housing choice voucher program. And any landlord can choose to, to be in it. We just do not believe it was ever intended to be mandated, nor should it be mandated, where a landlord would have to be forced to taking um, a, someone with a Section 8 voucher. Because then that really then does bring on also all, all the things that come in with uh, government control over your property that you, they, you are subject to inspections uh, at their discretion, not yours. Uh, uh, you're subject to um, when you can raise your rents, subject to a, a whole list of, of things. So we battled this again, this bill because we have seen a lot of new progressives in the House and really want things like this, because this is a mandate in Chicago now, and they've been following it, but this would make it statewide. So with source of income this year, as we have battled it over the past few years and always kept it at bay because there are far more progressives in the House, they were able to pass it out narrowly, uh, but they were able to get it out and over to the Senate this year. Again, think of the snowball. It's growing and growing, and now it's it's larger. So, But in the end, the Senate did not call the, the bill for a vote. Uh, it was held in a committee and very happy about that. But it could pop up at any time. It could have popped up during any of these special sessions. It could pop up. And we know that, the, again, the sponsor is very passionate about this bill and um, would like, you know, like to see this passed. And I imagine it's probably harder to, even if it goes up uh, for a vote in the House again, it's probably pretty hard to get people to change their votes once they voted for it once. Many times it is, because they'll say, and that, and because there's over 7,000 pieces of legislation, they don't always remember, they just know that the sponsor has said, well, you voted for it before, vote for it again. You know, so that's that's one also to always be talking to your legislators about. And another way that they can talk to their legislators um, is through our calls for action. Um, Jimmy, can you kind of touch on that, what they can do and what that is? Yeah. Um, what we have a mantra, um, not only at the National Association of Realtors, but one we live by for our advocacy here at the Illinois Realtors, which is the Vote, Act, Invest. Um, as far as the call for action, that's the act part. That's what they can do. They can attend our public policy forums or our capital conference or our fall business meetings, which are coming up. Um, those are great ways to be involved, but the biggest way to have your voice be heard other than directly speaking to a legislator is responding to our call for actions. When we have a critical piece of legislation out there, you know, there's nothing better as Betsy has said, than going through the Capitol and a legislator coming up to you and saying, please make it stop. <laughs> I'm getting so many emails. I'm a no, just Please yeah. make it stop. And, and that's well, the that's when we know we've reached them. Get yeah. it right. Yeah. That they say, okay, okay, okay we stop get it. them. We get stop. It. stop. <laughs> and the way to respond to that and way to be involved in our call for actions is texting 30644. 
It takes about two minutes to sign up, and then you will get a text alert anytime that we do have one of those critical issues, and you can respond um, through that alert, and an email will be immediately sent to your corresponding legislator and letting them know exactly where we are on certain things. And like I said, the best best thing we can hear is, I got it. <laughs> we we got it. Please. We please. like to we like to hear annoyed legislators. Yes. That's the, that's the yes. <laughs> because that means like Betsy said, we have reached them and they've heard our message. And um, you know, our members are so good at responding and being so involved that we have always a really good call for action rate. And um, trust me, these legislators know. They know when, you know, they've been contacted numerous times and they know how involved we are. So Well, for, and also we've all kind of lack of better word, threatened that to a legislator saying, <laughs> we may have to do a call to action. Yeah, yeah they don't want to hear that. They really don't. Like, you, want, well, you like getting other emails? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and, and, and most of the time it might be their staff member going, okay, you know, we've gotten, you know, 10,000 emails about right. this. So um, that that is just a crucial role that our members can do to be involved with the legislator and respond to them and communicate with them. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Jim and Betsy. Um, this was a really, really fun conversation. So I really appreciate both of you coming on to tell us a little bit. Yes, lots of fun. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, as a reminder, everyone, the entire legislative scorecard will be released at our upcoming fall business meetings, October 11th through the 14th in Naperville. So get there if you want to get there and get it early. Uh, the scorecard will, though, also be released on our website, www.illinoisrealtors.org. And that's it for IR Weekly. Thank you for listening. And as always, give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your social media app of choice. We'll see you next week.